So here we are. Let's turn to uh, let's turn to Revelation chapter eighteen in there. Maybe you'll understand some of the Bible quiz earlier. Eighteen revelations uh, in the New Testament toward the end of your Bible there. All right, Revelation 18, uh, I'll, I'll read for us, uh, beginning in verse 1. After this, I saw another angel coming down from heaven. He had great authority, and the earth was illuminated by his splendor. With a mighty voice, he shouted, Fallen, fallen is Babylon the great. She has become a home of demons, uh, for demons, and a haunt for every uh, evil spirit, a haunt for every unclean and detestable bird. For all the nations have drunk the maddening wine of her adulteries. The kings of the earth committed adultery with her. And the merchants uh, of the earth grew rich from her excessive luxuries. Then I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, so that you will not share in her sins, so that you will not receive any of her plagues. <clears throat> her sins are piled uh, up to heaven, and God has remembered her crimes. Give back to her as she has given. Pay, uh, pay her back double for what she has done. Uh, mix her a double portion from her own cup. Give her as much torture and grief as the glory and luxury she gave herself. In her heart, she boasts, I sit as queen. I am not a widow. I will, uh, I will never mourn. Therefore, in one day, her plagues will overtake her. Death, mourning, and famine, she will be consumed by fire, for mighty is the Lord God who judges her. When the kings of the earth who had committed adultery with her, shared her and shared her luxury see the smoke of her burning, they will weep and mourn over her. Terrified at her torment, they will stand far off and cry, Woe, woe, O great city, O Babylon, city of power, in one hour your doom has come. The merchants of the earth will weep and mourn over her because no one uh, buys their cargoes uh, anymore. Cargoes of gold, silver, precious stone, pearls, fine linen, purple, silk, and scarlet cloth of every sort of crit, uh, citron wood uh, and articles of every kind made of ivory, costly wood, bronze, iron, and marble. Cargoes of cinnamon and spice and incense, myrrh and frankincense and wine, olive oil, of fine flour of wheat, cattle and sheep, horses and carriages, bodies uh, and souls of men. They will say, the fruit you longed uh, for is gone from you, and your riches and your splendor have vanished, never to be recovered. The merchants who sold these things and gained their wealth from her will stand far off, terrified at her torment. They will weep and mourn and cry out, Woe, woe, O great city, dressed in fine linen, purple and scarlet, and glittering, uh, and glittering with gold, precious stones, and pearls. In one hour, such great wealth has been brought to ruin. 
Every captain of the sea who traveled by ship, the sailors who earned their living from the sea, will stand far off, and they will see the smoke of her burning. They will exclaim, was there ever a city like this great city? They will throw dust on their heads in the weeping and warning cry out loud, uh, woe, woe, a great city where all who had ships on the sea became rich through her wealth. In one hour she has been brought to ruin. Rejoice over her, O heaven. Rejoice, saints and apostles and prophets. God has judged her for the way she treated you. Then a mighty angel picked up a boulder the size of a large millstone and threw it into the sea and said, With such violence, the great city of Babylon will be thrown down, never to be found again. The music of the harpists and musicians, the flute players and the trumpeters will never be heard in you again. No more workmen of any trade will ever be found in you again. The sound of a millstone will never be heard in you again. The light of a lamp will never shine in you again. The voice of the bridegroom and bride will never be heard in you again. Your merchants uh, were the world's great men. Uh, your merchants were the world's great men. Uh, you, by your magic spell, all the nations were led astray. In her was found the blood of the prophets and the saints and of all who have been killed uh, on the earth. Well, um, it's been said that the book of Revelation is a picture book and not a puzzle book. And we see this uh, with uh, the many, many times as you read through the book of Revelation, you see John writing and he says, and I saw, and I saw, and I saw. And here uh, in chapter 18, he's giving, um, he's giving uh, indication of what he had seen here uh, uh, that the angel was showing him regarding the, the city of Babylon. Um, and so it is a picture book. And being a picture book, many of the things that he sees are symbolic of something else. And um, so uh, that, that's something that we need to remember as we go through the book of Revelation. Um, Something else what we need to remember as we look through the book of Revelation is that it's a book of counterfeits. It shows where uh, Satan is uh, trying, tries to counterfeit God in his kingdom as well. And so we see in the book of Revelation, in chapter 12, anybody know right off the top of your head what we see in chapter 12? Yeah. All right, chapter 12 is where we see this red dragon, right? And this lady who's about to have a child and give birth. And the dragon is there uh, ready to devour the child as soon as it's born, but it's saved and it's caught back up. And then the, the dragon gets angry that the, uh, that the baby was able to ascend into heaven and he gets mad and goes after the rest of the woman's offspring. Remember that? Okay, that's chapter 12. Who is the dragon? I think Revelation Satan. tells us, right? Satan. Satan. So we have here uh, in, in chapter 12, um, the, the red dragon, who is Satan. Now, in the very next chapter, you may recall, Satan has some helpers, right? I come about. And who are the helpers? These um, out of the sea and out of the earth. 
Now, um, then in chapter 17, we see something else along this line. Um, chapter 17 is where we see uh, the city of Babylon. Now, the <clears throat> city of Babylon is called um, what? Look at 17, verse 5. A prostitute. Okay. Uh, she, she is a prostitute, and she is... Uh, what happens as a result of, of Babylon? She deceives the, um, the, the nations come and the kings come and they um, kind of come into Babylon and they have commit adultery with her, right? Now these are counterfeits and this is Satan counterfeiting what God, who God is and what God has done, okay? Satan desires to be who? God. Satan desires to be God. He wants to be God. He wants to be the ruler over all. Thus the temptation in the garden. You know, he's, he's saying, you know, you don't have to follow God. You can really follow me, you know. And uh, even his temptation of Christ in the wilderness, we see these sorts of things. Satan is, uh, is uh, a uh, counterfeit for God in the, book of in the book of Revelation at this point. He's trying to be in control of everything. Now, the beast, of the, uh, the beast of the sea, I believe is the first one that comes out, uh, he would be then a counterfeit Christ. And the beast of the earth then, who comes and later becomes known as the prophet, does amazing works, what would he be a counterfeit for? If, if you got the beast out of the sea, counterfeit for Christ, Holy Spirit. So you have an unholy trinity here, counterfeit. Satan sees the, the trinity of the one true and living God, and he's going to create his own counterfeit trinity here. Babylon is a city, but becomes a prostitute, right? And so in, in trying to get all of, the, uh, all of the nations, all the kings and kings of the nations, come and be part of her, and uh, uh, commit adultery with her, and so on. There's a counterfeit here, too. Or Jerusalem. Jerusalem. There's a counterfeit Jerusalem uh, in Babylon, right? Now, it's interesting that she is the, uh, that Babylon is the prostitute, but we have um, Jerusalem is what? The bride. The bride. We see it in Revelation 21, verse 2. I saw, the new, I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. Now you see that this isn't the first place we've seen this kind of counterfeit, the kingdom of the world as opposed to the kingdom of God represented by these two. We saw it in Daniel chapter 1, didn't we? Where you see the kingdom of God represented by the city of Jerusalem 
and the, the, the kingdom of man represented by, the, by Babylon coming and putting Jerusalem under siege. And it seems like they've won, right? But we know they haven't won because God has already told them that that's what's going to happen and that they're going to come back. He's going to restore them. And even Jeremiah himself prophesies the destruction of Babylon, right? And so we see here in this unholy trinity we have where we have the bride of Christ, which is the city of Jerusalem, or we might, what else would we call the bride of Christ? Uh, the, church. the church, right. And so this is, this is kind of his, uh, his uh, counterfeit church, counterfeiting uh, the new Jerusalem that, that we see uh, coming here. And so you have, in this order, they are, they are uh, given to us the... Uh, red dragon, uh, which is Satan, his counterfeit God, uh, the beast of the sea and the beast of the earth, the second and third person of his unholy trinity, and then Babylon as the um, uh, unholy city, or the instead of a bride, the prostitute, he is here what he's calling her. Okay? So, um, just some, some, some of the counterfeits that we see here. Now, what do we see then in chapter 18? What did we see when, when I read through chapter 18? Destruction of Babylon. 18 is the destruction of Babylon, right? Okay, very good. So if we were to put Satan introduced first here in the um, uh, unholy trinity or in the uh, counterfeiting. The second and third persons of the unholy trinity introduced second and then the city or the counterfeit church, if you will. Right after it is introduced in chapter 17. We see it destroyed in chapter 18, right? Now, let's look at, uh, let's begin looking at chapter 19. In chapter 19, the first 10 verses are still kind of dealing with the destruction of Babylon here. Back up in chapter 18, verse 20, there's an imperative. What's an imperative? Do this. Do this, okay? A do this or a command. What is the command in verse in chapter eighteen, verse twenty? Rejoice over the destruction of. Rejoice over the destruction of Babylon, right? And so it, it's it's gone down. Rejoice over it. Now, look look with me in uh, chapter nineteen. The people uh, in heaven and the saints and the apostles and the prophets are told to rejoice over the destruction of Babylon. What do we see beginning in verse 19? And I heard a sound uh, like a roar of a great multitude in, in heaven shouting, Hallelujah! Salvation and glory and power belong to God, for true and just are his judgments. Uh, he has condemned the great prostitute who, commit, who corrupted the earth by her adulteries. What are they doing? They're, they're rejoicing. They're rejoicing what God has told them to do uh, back in 18, verse 20. You're to do this. And so they are rejoicing. 
Now, the last part of verse 2 there says, He has avenged the, the blood of his servants. So turn, your, turn in your Bible back to Revelation 6. Revelation 6, verse 11. Someone want to, uh, let me see. Uh, someone, pick it up in verse 10. Someone read uh, 6, 10, and 11. They cried out with a loud voice, O sovereign Lord, holy and true, how long before you will judge and avenge our blood on those who dwell on the earth? Then they were each given a white robe and told to rest a little longer until the number of their fellow servants and their brothers should be complete who were to be killed as they themselves had been. Okay. Actually, I need to go back to verse 9, I think, to see who it was. It's uh, the, the souls of the martyrs who had been slain, and they're, uh, they're in, in heaven, and so they're crying out, how long is this going to go on? How long is this going to happen, right? And so he says, wait a little longer. Wait a little longer until what? All the martyrs have been martyred, right? All the martyrs for, for Christ have been martyred. So now back to 19, verse 2. <clears throat> they are following what uh, the Lord has told them to do at the destruction of Babylon in, in verse 20. Um, they are rejoicing that it has been destroyed. And so um, they're saying, hallelujah, salvation and glory and power belong to our God. For true and just are his judgments, and he has condemned the great prostitute who corrupted the earth by our adulteries and has avenged on her the blood of his servants. Chapter 6, verse, uh, verses 9, 10, and 11, they're saying, how long? How long before our blood is avenged? Here we find it. What was to be the... Uh, the in, in 6, 11... What was to be, they had to wait until what? Until the completion of all, all the martyrs had been killed. So Babylon here, we see that in Babylon, if you read through chapter 17 on, uh, you know, this, this great prostitute, once she does, she's killing the saints and getting drunk on the wine of their blood and stuff like that. She's really uh, vile. And uh, so um, when, when she is destroyed, it seems that all of the saints who were going to be martyred, it seems that's done, right? At the destruction of Babylon, if you're going back to chapter 6, verse 11, where he tells them, you're, uh, I will avenge you as soon as the last martyr, is, is, uh, a Christian martyr has been slain. You know, it's going to happen. I'm, I've determined, you know, uh, Paul, Paul tells us in... Uh, uh, Galatians is uh, granted us not only to believe but also to suffer, and that is part of there. That is, Christians are going to suffer, and the Book of Revelation is talking about a lot of suffering that the, the the people of God will encounter until our Lord returns. But here, at the destruction of Babylon, it seems that that's over. Babylon's the one that's been doing it, and now she is destroyed, and they are avenged, right? So uh, that seems to be what we see here. And so in chapter 19, uh, excuse me, chapter 19, oh, chapter 18, yeah, we see the destruction of Babylon. Now the rejoicing uh, of it in chapter 19. And they shouted again, hallelujah. 
<clears throat> the smoke from her goes up forever and ever. Twenty-four elders and the four living creatures fell down and worshipped God, uh, who were seated on the throne, and they cried, uh, Hallelujah, Amen. And then a voice came from the throne, praising God, Praise our God, you his servants. Uh, you who fear him, uh, both small and great, when I heard what sounded like a great multitude, like a roar of rushing waters, and like a loud peal of thunder, shouting, Hallelujah, for uh, our Lord God Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and be glad and give him glory. For the wedding of the Lamb has come, and his bride has made her, herself ready. What else do we find out is coming right upon the destruction of Babylon? And the, um, the right upon the destruction of the Babylon, of Babylon and when the blood of, the, of God's servants has been avenged, what else happens do we see here? The wedding of the lamb and the bride. Okay? So there's going to be a wedding feast right here, right? Okay. A wedding feast. And who's, who's the bride? The church, and we see it described how in Revelation 21, verse 2. Okay. What's the, another metaphor then? With the body of Christ, the church, the New Jerusalem, right? All right, so New Jerusalem is opposed to Babylon. So the Jerusalem is the one that we see uh, uh, that Babylon is destroyed here in chapter 18. Chapter 19 is, is going on rejoicing about this and things that happen upon her destruction. Things that happen upon her destruction. What have we seen so far? The two things particularly, the blood of his servants avenged. Verse 8 of chapter 19. Fine linen, bright and clean, was given to her to wear. Fine linen stands for the righteous, righteous acts of the saints. Then an angel said to me, Write, Blessed are those who are invited to the wedding supper of the Lamb. And he added, These uh, are the, word, the true words of God. At this I fell at his feet to worship him, but he said to me, Do not do it. I am a fellow servant with you and with your brothers who hold to the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus uh, is the spirit of prophecy. And so here again we see that if uh, <clears throat> we're not allowed to worship anything but God, and people do fall down and worship Jesus. So you know, just on a kind of a side note here uh, for the deity of Christ, Jesus doesn't stop him. Here an angel who John, for some reason, feels like he ought to worship him, says, don't do it. I'm just a created being like you are. But anyway, he said, write, write these things down and uh, worship uh, uh, Jesus. And so, so all right. <clears throat> so here we have um, the fall of Babylon, chapter 18, and the church and the, uh, and the saints in heaven uh, are told you are to rejoice over this because God has judged her. 
They come and they rejoice in chapter 19. They're fulfilling what God has told them to do in, in, in chapter 18, verse 20. They're rejoicing that God has done this. The, the blood of the servants has been avenged. That means there's no more martyrs to be coming on. Uh, that's been fulfilled as we see from uh, chapter 6, verse 11. Are you following me? Okay, I'm not going all over the place. And another thing that happens upon the destruction of Babylon is the marriage feast of the Lamb and the church. Okay. Seems to be right there. Now we go on. Um, <clears throat> verse 11. Someone want to start reading for me in verse 11 and uh, read on uh, through the end of that chapter. Then I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. The one sitting on it is called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. <clears throat> his eyes are like a flame of fire, and on his head are many diadems, and he has a name written that no one knows but himself. He is clothed in a robe, dipped in blood, and the name by which he is called is the Word of God. And the armies of heaven, arrayed in fine linen, white and pure, were following him on white horses. From his mouth comes a sharp sword, with which to strike down the nations, and he will rule them with a rod of iron. He will tread the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God the Almighty. On his robe and on his thigh he has a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Then I saw an angel standing in the sun, and with a loud voice he called to all the birds that fly directly overhead, Come, gather for the great supper of God, to eat the flesh of kings, the flesh of captains, the flesh of mighty men, the flesh of horses and their riders, and the flesh of all men, both free and slave, both small and great. And I saw the beast and the kings of the earth with their armies gathered to make war against him who was sitting on the horse and against his army. And the beast was captured, and with it the false prophet, who in its presence had done the signs by which he deceived those who had received the mark of the beast and those who worshipped its image. These two were thrown alive into the lake of fire that burns with sulfur. And the rest were slain by the sword that came from the mouth of him who was sitting on the horse. And all the birds were gorged with their flesh. Okay. Who is the uh, individual that's uh, riding on the white horse? Jesus. It's Jesus, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And uh, then the uh, others coming with him. This is his army. So... What's going on? He's going out to battle, right? And as he goes out to battle, an angel <clears throat> calls in a loud voice, uh, verse 17. Who's he calling to? A bird. Birds, the midair, mid middle of the air. And he calls them together for what reason? For the suffering of the great God. Huh? For the suffering of the great God. Yeah, so, so there's going to be a supper of a great God. And what are they going to be able to do? Eat the flesh of those who have been killed. Eat the flesh of those who have been killed. <clears throat> In your Bibles, look for cross-references for that. Do you see a cross-reference for that anywhere? Do I? What verse? Um, <clears throat> verse 18 particularly. Ezekiel 39, 18, and 20. Ezekiel 39, 18, 20. Anybody want to look at that? Ezekiel's in the Old Testament. 
shall eat the flesh of the mighty and drink the blood of the princes of the earth, of rams, of lambs, and of he-goats for fools, all of them fat beasts of Bashan. And you shall eat fat till you are filled and drink blood till you are drunk at the sacrificial feast that I am preparing for you. And you shall be filled at my table with horses and charioteers, with mighty men and all kinds of warriors, declares the Lord God. Okay. So uh, it actually, you, you can go up to verse 17, kind of see. Does that sound familiar? Does that sound like maybe the same sort of thing that's going on? Same predicting of the same thing? I mean, because he's saying, you birds um, in Ezekiel 39, 17, call out to every kind of bird and to all the wild animals, assemble, assemble and come together uh, from all around to the sacrifice I am preparing for you, the great sacrifice of the mountains of Israel. There you will eat flesh and drink blood and so on, uh, just as, as James read to us just then. Okay? Now, this, this whole discussion in, um, in Ezekiel kind of begins back in chapter 38. And you can look in, in chapter 38, verse 1. Someone want to read 38, verse 1? The word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, set your face toward Gog, the land of Magog, the chief prince of Meshach and Tubal, and prophesy against him. Okay. And then you go on reading through there, and you see Gog coming up time and time and time again. And so when we get to this, in this battle that's going on, um, in 39, you see that the, the, the battle is going to take place, uh, and it looks like, in the valley of uh, Haman Gog. And uh, so this, this would be the battle that we hear of sometimes. What's it called? Armageddon. Armageddon, or what else? Gog and Magog, right? Yeah. we got Gog and... Magog is what's being called here. Right? Now, in, in Revelation 19, the description of it, of the battle that's going on here, where Christ and his, and his army comes uh, to go out against... Who's he going out against, by the way? The forces of Satan, uh, verse 19, 19, 19. The beast and the kings of the earth. Right, and then who gets, who gets defeated in verse 20? The beast was captured and false prophets in his presence. Okay. Now, so, chapter 19. Who's, who's defeated? There's a defeat of the beast and the false prophet in chapter 19. Right? It's pretty clear. Christ comes out with his army and, and he defeats them. The description of the battle is a description of the same battle in uh, Ezekiel 39 where the birds come out, gorge themselves on the animals and the, uh, and the uh, generals and all that sort of stuff. 
And so it's, it's, you know, it's not exactly word for word, but it's pretty close, mm -hmm. right? And that battle is called the battle of, in Ezekiel 39, Gog and Magog. Gog and Magog. Okay. Just, just remember that, because we'll, we'll get to that uh, sometime. We're, we're actually going to go into chapter 20 next week. But what, I'm, what uh, hopefully you can see from this, the presentation of the, uh, of the counterfeits, counterfeit gods and red dragons, Counterfeit beasts, uh, counterfeit the uh, second, third person of the Trinity, uh, the beast of the sea and the earth, and which will become the beast and the false prophet a little bit later. And then Babylon as the city uh, who becomes the prostitute instead of the bride, right? The destruction of the, uh, the prostitute in chapter 18, and we see these things going along with it, the defeat of the beast and the false prophet then what are we going to see in chapter 20, do you think? Defeat of Satan. The defeat of Satan. So it's going, and, and we, will, we will look at this next week. Okay? And so that's, that's where we're going to get to next week. But what, what we see here is the way that the way that they're introduced in the uh, uh, in the book of Revelation, being uh, the uh, Satan first as the counterfeit God, uh, the the beast and the false prophet as the counterfeit Christ and and Holy Spirit, uh, Babylon being the counterfeit uh, bride, right? But she's a prostitute, not a bride. And so, in reverse order, we see the destruction of Babylon. We did see the destruction of the false beast and the prophet, and then we're going to see next week when we get together uh, the, the destruction and the defeat uh, of Satan as well. Remember some of these passages we talked about? Uh, some of these passages uh, are quite important. We'll, we'll, we will come back to uh, Ezekiel uh, 39 when we, when we get here, uh, 38 and 39. That's an important passage. Uh, in regards to all of this. But, but you see what I believe the author of uh, what John is doing and what the Lord is doing and revealing it to him. He's presenting these counterfeits in a certain order and showing their destruction in reverse order. Okay. Makes sense? Maybe, and hopefully it'll, it'll clear up why we're, why we're looking at it this way uh, next week as we get to Revelation chapter 20. Okay. All right. Let me pray. 